Welcome to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live. It's the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. We're glad that you've joined us tonight. And uh, in case you're just tuning in for the first time, uh, welcome. Free Talk Live is a show where you can call in about anything that's on your mind. Kind of unusual for a show to be live on a Sunday night, but we... We are actually live every single night of the week. From every s- single night of the week, <laughs> Free Talk Live delivers a show to you. That's pretty incredible. And of course, it's not you and me every night, Mark. It's uh, We're only be, on the Sunday crew, but we've got a, a, a rigorous schedule. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, if you want to call and bring up whatever's on your mind tonight, you can do so at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733, the SACL CAI toll-free call-in lines for you there. Meantime, I think we're going to start off tonight, Mark, by talking about some zero-tolerance stories. These always arc me whenever I hear about them, because zero-tolerance, for people who aren't familiar, is this uh, idea, I guess. It's more like an idea. There's no official rule, but the idea that, you know, um, in schools and in government-controlled places, uh, if there's something we don't like as an institution, like drugs or knives or maybe even sugar or something like that, then we are not going to tolerate any of it. And so if somebody brings in, for instance, a butter knife, well, knives aren't allowed, zero tolerance, so they must be expelled. Or if somebody brings in ibuprofen, you know, no drugs, so they're going to be expelled too. And in this case, you had actually a couple of stories, one about a kid who was so guilt-ridden from this entire system that he actually turned himself in for having a, a tiny knife, like a you know, pocket knife, uh, that he didn't even bring to school. It was found in his bag, and he still got in trouble for it. Do you want to tell me more about that? Yeah, this is um, this is one of these evergreen kind of uh, articles here, and it's from 11alive.com. And these are happening all the time all over the United States. Most this, of them we probably don't hear about, but the this ones that we do are outrageous. This one is from the, the last school year, and it's from Gwinnett County, uh, in Georgia, which is near, uh, I guess it's either near or the one that Atlanta's in. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. It says a Gwinnett County family is baffled that their teenager was disciplined after he reported to his teacher that he accidentally brought a small pocket knife to school. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, in a way, <laughs> I can see this because in a way they always tell you like, well, you know, if you if you have something bad, you should come clean right away, right? It'll make it easier on you. And isn't that even what the cops say to people when they catch you? They'll say, you know, we pulled you over for speeding, but if you have any drugs on you tonight, you might as well come clean. We'll go easy on you later. And so people do, but they still get in trouble for it later. So really this, this activity at school is just mimicking real life or perhaps preparing the kids for it? Well, preparing kids for the fact that uh, when government bureaucrats tell you that they're going to let you off easy for doing the right thing, <laughs> yeah. that they're lying to you. Sure. Um, I mean, I don't know how Jack Pearson here is exactly going to um, feel about law enforcement after this. I don't know if it's law enforcement at all. That he, maybe he's just going to dislike his school, but I can't imagine that old, the poor little Jack here is uh, you know, probably going to be upset. 13 years old, he was at, in, at chess club before the start of classes at Lanier Middle School. So he got in early to go to the chess club. And that sounds like a real bad kid. Yeah. He discovered that he had brought an inch and a half long knife in a bag that he brought to school. So you're not talking a very big knife here. Um, it's a military-style military bag. It was given to him as a Christmas gift from his aunt who brought it, bought it at a yard sale. And so... You know, I mean, for whatever reason, it had a little knife in it. Maybe mm-hmm. it came with the bag or Not you know, somebody fault. left it in there, that kind of thing. And 
you know, he brought it in. He's the, probably panicking. Like, can you imagine this kid finds a knife in his bag and says, oh, I'm not supposed to have a knife. Uh, what do I do? And he's probably panicking, thinking he's going to get caught. And he's so afraid because he's been told, you know, probably by the authority figures in his school, well, this is, you know, there's some serious consequences that are going to happen to you if you're ever caught with one of these prohibited items. So he's probably sweating it out. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? Well, I guess I better tell someone. And in this case, it didn't work out too well for him, huh? Well, I don't know that he was scared. Like, I think that, you know, if if he what he probably did was he probably saw that's the bad thing. Yeah. You know, there's the bad thing, whatever the prohibited object is. And well, I you know, they they have prohibited the object. I will give them the prohibited object. They will be happy that I have you know given them the prohibitive object. He hasn't thought in his own mind. Knives are okay because sometimes you can do good things with knives. What he's thought is these people say the knives are bad. They are the authority figures. I will do as the authority figures say. So he did. Yeah. He followed their little rules. And what did they do? They came down on him. You know what this reminds me of? They gave him, by the way, four days of in-school suspension. Ugh, yikes. Well, I, maybe that could be good because you're not stuck in a boring classroom learning. No, you're stuck in a very boring uh, situation <laughs> with in-school suspension. Right? Yeah, that, that could be true. And plus there's the, uh, the, the onus of having been in trouble. And that's really a tough thing yeah. for a kid who I – mean, Jack sounds like the kind of kid that wants to follow the rules. Yep. And that's what the system wants to breed into people. Oh, Definitely. But what the system does, because it is incapable of reasoning, once you give these rules, the zero tolerance rules to a bureaucracy, a bureaucracy ceases to be able to reason. All of these very smart people, when you stick them together and and sort of make them follow these rules, become very, very stupid. Individually, they're smart in their own lives, but they can't operate together because they'll take a 13-year-old who brought an inch and a half long knife to school accidentally and (laughs) give him four days in school suspension. Because somebody said knives are part of our zero tolerance policy. We have a zero tolerance policy on knives. Mm. And if you have a knife, you must be punished. It's really one size fits all, don't you think? I mean, it's kind of a microcosm of all government policies. They they really don't take into account case-by-case basis, and they're very punitive as well. The focus is on instilling guilt, you know, and and repentance and punishment and stuff like that. I mean, this poor kid, I really feel bad for him. And I I was going to say, Mark, before that this kind of reminds me of, have you ever heard stories where kids will actually tell on their parents, they'll call the police because they've had D.A.R.E. programs and D.A.R.E. says, well, you know, if anybody has any drugs like marijuana or anything else, then uh, they're a bad person and you should tell the police about it immediately. And so kids... They need help. They won't say that they're a bad person. They'll say they need help. But they present this image of drugs that's really scary. I mean, Sure, drugs are bad. I remember my D.A.R.E. classes when I was in fifth grade and they scared the ever-loving crap out of me. (laughs) I mean, they would show us these videos of uh, basically what was portrayed as being pot users. And they, you know, they, they were like zombies, uh-huh. you know, they, they portrayed the pot users as drugged out zombies who were probably about to eat your face off, you know, right. And, and it was really scary. And I actually believed for a long time until I met some people later on in my life who were pot smokers and didn't have any of these zombie characteristics. I actually believed that this is what would happen to you if you use drugs. And I probably would have, if I ever saw anything, I probably would have, I don't know, done the obedient thing and 
told an authority figure. And I wonder how how long and how many times it takes uh, for people who are the obedient types, which I certainly was too at one point. To how could re- you not be? Because it's hard to get along in school if you're not. To really figure out for themselves that, oh my goodness, these incompetent boobs that I've been believing all along are lying to me. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Ian says happened to him, right? Yep, that's what he said. He said that, uh, you know, that, that you know, he tried some marijuana and suddenly and he, he realized, suddenly these realized people he'd lying. been lied to his whole life. Yeah. Well, for me, what I realized is I was carrying uh, d- dichotomous ideas in my head. I was your average Rush Limbaugh conservative, where I considered people who, uh, you know, that, that worked for the government to largely be sort of bureaucratic tax feeders mm-hmm. that, um, you know, were largely incompetent and at the very worst evil and sometimes and often liberal and socialist. Well, <laughs> but suddenly it equals evil, right? <laughs> According to the Russians. <laughs> but suddenly when I, uh, you know, when I thought about police, firefighters, uh, by the way, I, I, I am a volunteer firefighter in the town in which I live, uh, soldiers, and, you know, basically whenever the government gives a bureaucrat a gun, that I then thought that those people were competent and good and uh, just and loyal and, uh, you know, long-lasting, you know, whatever no it is, wrong, yeah. you know, whatever the virtues are that you might ascribe to them, I thought those people were virtuous, but the other people in government were not virtuous. Now, that's a really strange thing to think. Yep, but a lot of people you do carry a gun, views. you suddenly got virtuous? Yeah. Uh, in fact, probably you could make the argument that it might be the opposite because power does tend to corrupt we know that uh but if you have something to say about this please uh, give us a call at 855-450-FREE we'd love to hear your comments is this an acceptable way to run a school zero tolerance for a tiny knife it's free talk live there's more coming up SealsWithClubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at SealsWithClubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at SealsWithClubs.eu. No seals are harmed in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. Stephanie with you tonight. And Mark. We're glad that you've joined us and want to let you know how you can call and participate in the show. If you have something to say about zero tolerance or really anything that's on your mind, we're very open to talking about anything here on Free Talk Live. You can call us at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And Free Talk Live's website has a pretty cool feature where if you want to suggest show prep to us, you're welcome to go visit freetalklive.com. And right there on the front page, there's a place to submit stories and other items of interest. And people who visit the website can vote them up or vote them down based on whether they like or dislike them. And the most popular ones will get up to the the top of the page. And Mark, you and I often look at that for show prep. So you might even hear your article that you submitted talked about on Free Talk Live. So uh, speaking of, uh, you know, the situation where, you know, the student was trying to follow the rules, you know, some people want to get around the rules. Here's a way to get around the rules. (laughs) When it comes to online poker, people are loving online poker. They're loving poker in general. Texas Hold'em is uh, huge right now. And you can play poker at sealswithclubs.eu. It's an online poker place where you can win money. But the trick is 
it's the money is bitcoins because the United States government considers bitcoins to be not to be money. They're kind of like S and H green stamps or something for you know for Good. online. You don't well, know what an S and H green stamp is, do you? Well, I know it's not money, right? <laughs> <laughs> just too young you've never even seen no them. i don't know what it there is there used to be these stores where you would buy uh you'd you'd, you'd get snh green stamps when you went to the grocery store they kick them out kind of like these little coupons you buy more stuff you get more snh green stamps oh, you get enough green stamps you I put them see. in these books you are able to go to these stores and you're able to buy you know vacuum cleaners and lamps and furniture and all kinds of things with your coupons uh-huh, that yes. you have gotten at the store uh-huh so anyway, uh, yeah, you know, coupons, they, gift certificates, uh, the Berkshires, the um, Ithaca Hours, these are all legal forms of alternative um, value exchange systems, right? Right. It's a currency. They're, mm-hmm. they're currencies. So the S&H green stamps, if I wanted to buy something from you, uh, you know, you made some cookies and I want some cookies and I trade you a, a sheet of S&H green stamps, I'm sure you'll take them. They're of value <laughs> because you can go buy things with them. So bitcoins are too. So you can get bitcoins at bitinstant.com and then you can go buy, um, and by the way, sealswithclubs.eu recommends bitinstant.com as, as a fast and easy and reliable way to get your bitcoins. You can uh, go take your Bitcoins, deposit them at sealswithclubs.eu. You can play poker there. They've got, uh, you know, they've got tournaments going on all the time. You, you, matter of fact, you can go there and play in their free tournaments that they have every hour that pay Bitcoins to the winner. So you don't even have to have Bitcoins to play. It's amazing. Deposits are instant. Cash outs generally are about the same. Are, are usually, almost always, this, are always the same day is what it says here. But for me, it was, uh, I think it was an hour or something like that. And uh, they're, it's private. A username is all you need and an optional email. So you create a username. It can be whatever you want it to be. You have a, e- uh, a password to get in and out. You can attach an email if you want or not. So, you know, it's That's pretty cool. That's really cool. And now they're blocking. No credit cards, no documents ever. Yeah, they're blocking all these cash gambling sites online, right? It's illegal now to do online gambling. But with Bitcoins, it's perfectly fine. That's right. right? Seals. That's the kind of it's kind of seal. Is it called this because of that meme with like stop know. clubbing seals and the comma makes all the difference? Like there's a bunch of seals at a disco and they're, they're oh, on the dance I floor. <laughs> just don't know. I'd never seen that. Okay. It's pretty cute. I assumed it had to do with like, the, the stop seals clubbing. fighting back. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> sealswithclubs.eu. That .eu is kind of important because if you go to .com, I don't know what you're going to get. I should look that up. Hmm. Sealswithclubs.eu. Can I tell a story about this? Just before I came here to Free Talk Live tonight... I was over having dinner with Mandrick, which who's he's a very famous celebrity uh, from Mandrick.com. He makes George's famous baklava. That guy needs a bigger head. Go ahead. <laughs> well, but he was in the chat room uh, playing a poker game at sealswithclubs.eu, and he said there were a lot of listeners to Free Talk Live in there, actually. Sealswithclubs.com redirects to sealswithclubs.eu. Okay. There, there you, you go. go. All right. So, Mark, let's get back into some of the zero tolerance stuff. And by the way, I want to let you know you can call us 855-450-FREE if you want to get in touch, make a comment or anything else, bring up something new. Um, tell me about the second story that you had, because it seems like zero tolerance is kind of big these days. And not to mention all the other stories that we don't even hear about. Well, I wanted to finish up actually with the first story that... Oh, uh, there's more. Okay. Yeah. This uh, kid, Jack Pearson, who was uh, given four days of in-school suspension for bringing an inch and a half long knife to school accidentally in the bottom of a bag that he got for Christmas, didn't realize the knife was part of the, the bag setup. Does and, anybody support this? I, sh- I guess I should have asked that question last time. And he didn't get, he turned himself in. You did ask, uh, you did ask if anybody, you know, yeah, I mean, who, who can possibly support this? Anybody who's a fool enough to support in-school suspension for an individual bringing an inch and a half long knife isn't going to be the one who's going to call in because they already have 
you know, the, the people that support these rules, they already have the momentum of the status quo. Things are the way True. they want I them to be. I guess they don't have to support So you them. can like it or you can lump it, but I've got <laughs> what I want. And Yeah, that's know, unfortunate, I think. And, and most people don't say to themselves, well, you know— you got to break. They'll say in their minds, "Well, you got to break a few eggs." These are how the rules go. But you know, they don't say that the egg, breaking of the eggs, the individual, because this is a kid who's got four days in school suspension, whose life has probably been affected in a negative way towards authority figures as a result. That's just what I'm guessing. But mm-hmm. I'm guessing that this per, this kid thinks, "Wow, I work with a bunch of incompetent." boobs of bureaucrats <laughs> that think that it's okay to punish me with four days of in-school suspension. They could have given him an hour after school or, you know, whatever. They could have given him some minor punishment if that's what they wanted to do. They At gave the him very four least, days. He probably feels really resentful, I would guess. That's how I'd feel if I got an unjust punishment. Yeah. I mean, think about, like, I'm sure your parents did things to you that you probably didn't think were fair, right? That feeling... Well, with your parents, at least you have the they have the chance to offset what they do with the school bureaucrats. You rarely run into them unless <laughs> there's trouble. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't see the principal or the, the dean or, you know, these people, they don't they're not coming out and they're not they're not handling your PE class. And, you know, the, the, you don't get positive experiences with them. Mm-hmm. You just get the negative experiences. So that's that's what these people are doing is handing out extra negative experiences. As if school wasn't bad enough for most people. I mean, wow. <laughs> it was certainly bad for me. Yeah. It says here that the uh, Gwinnett school system insists that their policy on weapons in school is not zero tolerance. Yet a school spokesperson said, spokesperson said that any student found with a weapon at school will face punishment, even when the student self-reports accidentally having the weapon. So it well, sounds... makes a whole lot of sense, yeah. right? <laughs> It sounds nonsensical. Yeah. We can't ignore we can't ignore the fact that there's a weapon on campus somewhere that someone can use. Otherwise it'll be it. anarchy. They, they might as well it. have said that. They handed it to you. Yeah. And the idea that you can somehow stop all the weapons it's just nuts. It's just nuts. Anyway, this is uh, George Quintana. Well, some of them try, don't they? Don't aren't there some schools that have metal detectors you have to go through now? Yeah, but to you get can still use school? all kinds of things as weapons. I mean, yeah. if you really... Well, your fists. Crap. I mean, like, <laughs> right? If we're talking about weapons here, an inch and a half long knife? Really? Yeah. I mean, if they can do... The, the, That's if like the, the size can, of a key. The, right, the students can do what uh, prisoners do. They can sharpen up a key in the wall or something if they sure. really want to stick somebody an inch and a half long. I mean, it's nuts. So Jorge Quintana here says it's obviously to keep the safety of our students in our schools. No, it's obviously to build up bureaucracy and nonsensical behavior. Jorge <laughs> Yeah, now that you said that thing about the prison knife sharpening, I uh, am struck by how many parallels there are actually between public schools and prisons. But uh, if you want to talk about that or if you have some comments on zero tolerance, we're going to read some more coming up here in a moment on Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE is the number. Stay tuned. There's more coming up here on Free Talk Live. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. 
He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the live Sunday night edition. My name is Stephanie. And my name is Mark. And by the way, uh, freetalklive.com is our website, and it's got all kinds of cool features there. Did you know that we offer all of the archives of Free Talk Live going back to early 2006, I believe? And you can access them all at archives.freetalklive.com. I think it's September 2006. Oh, so late 2006. Gotcha. Mid? Mm, I don't know. Something. Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, you can get here lots of audio content. Probably more than you'll ever be able to reasonably reasonably listen to over at archives.freetalklive.com. And they're all for free. So go ahead and grab them and share them with your friends if you like them. Bitcoins, uh, you can get them. We were just talking about them as uh, far as uh, sealswithclubs.eu goes. But you could get Bitcoins through bitinstant.com. Uh, Ian was just using the bitinstant.com service and uh, turned some Bitcoins in at a local convenience store, got his Bitcoins completely anonymously. So they're like the Internet's cash. They're a currency for a digital currency, open source, peer-to-peer. They can't be shut down by the government. You're... Your account can't be frozen by PayPal. None of these organizations, no bank, no government agency can stop you from sending and receiving money with people that you want to do so with um, online. It's uh, bitinstant.com. That's the place to go to get your Bitcoins. It's uh, recommended by sealswithclubs.eu, by the way. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Ringing endorsement from celebrities. All right. um, So, Mark. Do you have more on this zero tolerance story? The uh, little kid who brought the knife accidentally. This is different. I've got another story that I the kind of okay. Uh, we're parallels going on to it. the second one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's interesting to sort of juxtapose these two or read them together because yeah, really these things are probably happening every single day. We just only hear about the ones that there are news stories written about. So really, the question I want to ask people is, you know, did this ever happen to you? Maybe when you were going to school, if you're a young person or an older person, and if you have kids right now, are you going to send them to um, government schools, you know, where this kind of thing happens regularly? I guess. Or maybe look into some other options. To some extent, you're probably just playing the odds. You know, government schools are free. They're not free in the sense that they don't cost any money because they cost a great deal of money. But the government steals the money from you, whether you not you're sending a kid there, whether yeah. or not you have a kid. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have any kids and I pay plenty of Plenty you know, of taxes property taxes for, for, for people to send other people's kids to school. Yeah. And so I, I really you're right, Mark. I don't blame people for sending their kids there because they are forced to pay for it. I mean, and that's an important thing to point out. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm always left whenever we talk about stories like this. I'm always left thinking of the just, you know, abuse. how do you solve this problem? And the only way to solve this problem yeah. is to get away from it. Uh, you'll still be forced to pay for the schools for as long as these uh, schools manage to, to stick around. I think it's highly unjust that somebody who doesn't have kids or doesn't send their kids to or hasn't sent or anything. I mean, you know, it, that's why they have tuition. Tuition is to send your kid to school. And and actually, there, um, if you look at something like the Sudbury School, um, Sudbury Valley School was one of the first places to do this. There are kids there who 
uh, play in mixed age groups and learn what they want to learn um, from their peers and through other resources like computers and stuff. Yeah, but and that's not the, the that, that's not the, the the reason that people say that it's a good idea. They don't say, well, you know, these are this is the best way to educate kids. This is the well, minimum. I, there's this an is argument. Welfare. It's welfare that's available to everybody. Are you talking about the public schools? Public schools. I okay. Mean, that's well, I was going to say that the reason I brought up the Sudbury School is because, as I understand it, the tuition for a school like that is something like you know three or four thousand dollars a year per kid, and it's less if you send another kid. You know, so it's you get a discount on the second one or whatever. Maybe. So, I mean, there are alternative schools out there that allow kids to be honored and have the freedom to learn at their own uh, level and pace, you know, Often, and, and they're not that expensive. Often you don't have to pay public, a ton. Private schools are, are less costly than the per student charge, especially at high schools for public schools. I Often. think the average is about fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars per pupil per year for government schools. And there are many private uh, alternatives Montessori schools, uh, Sudbury style schools, and just private schools that are uh, more affordable than that. If you think, uh, the listener, if you think it's offensive that I find public schools offensive the way they go about funding themselves, then, you know, probably what you're saying is, what about the poor people? They won't get educated. Public schools aren't about poor people. If public schools were about poor people, we would give poor people a actually the, some, some kind of a scholarship, a need-based scholarship mm-hmm. to go to school. The schools in the poorer areas uh, where the you know there's not that much property tax quote revenue <laughs> or AKA theft is um, they're terrible. I mean, a lot of kids Oftentimes. graduate functionally illiterate, and they're not being served. On a nationwide level, twenty percent of the kids uh, graduate from public school functionally illiterate, and in some neighborhoods. 40 percent so at 20 percent you probably could send no kids to school and have the same level of functional illiteracy Um, really what it is is it is a welfare-based babysitting program in order to get moms out of the house in the workplace and turn them into tax uh tax livestock like dads i i okay i have a i have an issue with that i mean just there are some people, have you heard this, Mark? There are some people who say the whole, you know, women's rights movement, uh, it was allowed to happen by the powers that be because then, you know, half of the population who wasn't being taxed could be taxed. No, I think that the powers that be saw an advantage to uh, the women's uh, rights movement. But are you are you claiming that it is more freedom or it's it's more empowering for women not to have a choice and to be forced to stay at home with kids? I think it's more empowering for families. If what about the dad staying home? I mean, I, you know Stefan Molyneux, right? He's a stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could... You're sort of a stay-at-home dad, right? You work from home. Yeah, but my wife you... my wife takes care of the kid. I mean, I work from, uh, from you know, 10 to 4 or 5 um, mm-hmm. from home, and then I come to the studio to do the show in the evening. I mean, I'm all for, you know, parents staying home with children. I just don't, I just don't necessarily think it has to be the mother. Well, um, I think that people in government believe that it's a good idea. First off, most people who weren't in the marketplace in families were women, Right. I mean, it wasn't Historically, mostly yeah, but, men. I mean, that they really didn't have much of a choice about that. Now, right. Well, the women. I'm they, not advocating that was for women their role. to not have choices. I'm advocating okay, for women just to have to make choices. Sure. Yeah, I would like them to have choices, too. Okay, I sure. just wanted to make sure we're clear on that. So, uh, you know, for me, it's all about families having choices. It can smack of sexism when you say stuff like that, you know. I, 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 you know, it, it's only to people that are looking for problems with sexism. I mean, you know, there's there's a small percentage of my audience out there that you better believe that they think, oh, you're just looking a sexist. You're, you're right. But I really think it's just people that think they're looking for that that particular, uh, you know, axe to grind. 
Well, I just wanted to clear that up. It's clear. Okay. So anyway, um, where were we at on this uh, particular story? I didn't get any, get any further on this one. I don't think we got into the whole uh, inhaler story yet. So That's this, what we want to talk about. This girl, this is a story from um, denver.cbslocal.com from Monument, Colorado. A girl who uh, borrowed a friend's asthma inhaler at school has uh, now been expelled Wow, that's, a, that's very final, isn't it? Yeah. She can't, she's expelled. Probably the best thing that could happen to her, frankly. Mm-hmm. The incident happened in January at Lewis Palmer Middle School in Monument. Both girls and their families are unhappy with the punishment. The school's punishment strikes one of the families as an uneven justice. The school said the girls broke the district's drug policy. Their families call the incident an accident and the school's discipline heavy-handed. For 10 days, um, Brianna... Critas and Melissa McKinney sat at home while suspended from school. The two were in gym class. Critas complained of trouble breathing, so McKenna lent her her asthma inhaler. And now I know what it feels like not to be able to breathe, and I know how hard it is just to, uh, excuse me, I know how hard it is to, to feel like you're not able to breathe, and I know how hard it is oh, just yeah. to look at that. Um, and That's and, one of the worst, into consideration. the worst feelings in the world is not being able to breathe, yeah. I've never had asthma, but I imagine it's not a good feeling. Uh, so, you can kind of simulate it. If you if you put your mouth around a straw and pinch your nose, or it, I don't know, put a straw up your nose. Try to breathe through a straw? Yeah, try to breathe through a small hmm. straw. That's approximately what it feels like, and you'll get uncomfortable very quickly. I'll bet. Yeah, I've tried this before, and it was suggested by a pulmonologist who was you know, trying to show us how asthma feels, right, so we could empathize with, with people who have it, and it's very uncomfortable. Uh, the, the two were sent home. Two weeks later, McKinney was allowed to return. Critis, however, was expelled. She should be back in. Uh, she should be back in school, says McKinney. I think absolutely the suspension was appropriate. Superintendent John Borman oh told uh, CBS Four in January. This poor girl. Uh, if you have comments, uh, we'd love to hear them. Eight five five four fifty free is the number here on Free Talk Live. We'll be back. More coming up with your calls. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live, the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. Free Talk Live is actually live every single night of the week, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also catch us online 
if you want to see us doing the show instead of just listen to us, see our beautiful smiling faces and maybe catch us wildly gesticulating at the camera when we're making a passionate point. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we never do that. Uh, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com to find both the studio cam and the chat room where you can meet other Free Talk Live listeners. And uh, Mark, we've got a couple of calls on the line. You want to go to these phone calls? Sure. I think some people have some things to say about zero tolerance and schools and the like. So let's go first to Craig in Kentucky. Craig, are you with us? How's Stephanie and Mark tonight? Wonderful. What's on your mind? Well, tonight on my mind, uh, that was uh, the statement, um, welfare and school systems. Mm -hmm. That was a provocative provocative comment. I, I thought so, uh, too, Craig. I w- maybe I wouldn't uh, put it quite... I'm ready to defend it. <laughs> well, I mean, I can I can understand that in some instances, but I, our school systems, our school systems in this country are in very, they're in very bad condition right now. Oh, yeah. And, and the money, I don't know, the, where's the money going to come from to fund the schools? Well, it comes from it comes from everybody by force. I mean, you, most people get taxed on property that they you know s- well, ostensibly own, but they're paying rent to the government every year. It's Craig, and, right? Yes, uh, Craig. Currently, public schools are spending more per student than private schools do, and private schools generally, most people would agree, private schools provide a better education than a public school does. So it's really not the money; it's the hierarchy that's set up inside the the school system it's how it's it's the um you know the, the the goals that they've set out for themselves the way they go about doing things they don't if you're, you're talking if about the thing is, that makes the schools in poor shape is the is the way the school system is set up clearly it's not the money i mean you know, <laughs> well they do I have mean, an unlimited source of everyone else's money they don't right? have unlimited because you know people will start <laughs> paying at some point or another but they uh, have they you know here in town you can send your kid to private school for seven thousand dollars a year but if you send but the public school students are getting fourteen thousand dollars per year per student mm-hmm. that's insane it costs twice as much to send a kid to public school as it does to private school yeah you know what else comes to mind in india even in these very poor areas Areas. They have private schools where people send their kids, and they do great. I mean, they're, they're very, very affordable. Even the poorest people in the world can afford to uh, pay a little bit of tuition for their kids. And also the schools give, give scholarships, you know, so the kid could always I, get a scholarship. I can agree with that. And, I've, I mean, I pay taxes as well as I know a lot of people in this country have to pay taxes. But mm. the, the, our school systems are also the, the worst thing about our school systems are set up, or even the, the let's let's take the public school systems in the same district, let's say the same school districts. Some schools are set up to provide better quality education, education and and better quality learning than other schools, even though they're in the same school system. Sure, that. That's that's one problem, and it's not it's not fair parity. There's no parity in our schools. Yeah, you know, Craig, it, what re- that reminds me of, you know, those achievement tests that they give students for, you know, for No Child Left Behind. They want metrics to uh, measure the students' performance. Well, the results of those correlate more with socioeconomic status than anything else, and so it's absolutely it's the wealthy kids absolutely. or the wealthy districts Ab- or whatever. Yeah. Ab- if you, it's not what you know so much as who you know, and 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 some students really are very intelligent, and they and they deserve they they work really hard. Oh yeah, but sure. I, I think agree. That, 
I, I, I think agree. a smart kid can navigate through the public system and probably in come spite out of it. <laughs> with a relatively with a relatively good education. Yeah. But the I would pernicious ask, thing is I'd they, ask you this. Yeah. The fact is, is if you didn't have school, any public school at all. Probably the rich kids would be, uh, you know, smarter than the poor kids simply because the parents of rich kids have more computers uh, and things to, yep. to throw at their kid in order to make them, uh, you know, more free time to help give the them the learn. opportunity to learn. So is it the public school system in the rich neighborhood that's educating better or does it have better students to start with? I, I, I would say that I would. Uh, that's a good question. And I won't I wouldn't dare try to answer that question. But that was a very good that well, this, was a very good comment. And yeah, maybe more resources. I don't know about better students, Mark. They're, I mean, they're not better just because their parents Look, happen to be wealthy, My son can right? read. He's four and a half years old. And, I mean, we're sitting there reading books. Now, I don't yeah. know how he learned to read. You know, we bought him one uh, little kit on baby reading kit, and he just went from there on his own, and he's, they, he's reading. Craig, but thank you for the you, call, by the way. Thank uh, you for your when, If I were to send him to public school... All he's going to do is make that public school look that much more educated when it comes to these, yeah. uh, you know, these tests and stuff. I see I'm what you're benefiting saying. the school, not my son, by sending them there. He, they're going to drag him back down to the other kids' level. Yeah, I would never so, send my son to these schools. As a result, <laughs> yeah, and you don't, and that's that's cool that you um, follow through with what you say here on in the show, of course. Well, if he, For, I, I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, uh, yeah. recently, my son, uh, we we ended up giving him to a you know a camp situation where he wanted to he wanted to go, and you know, like okay, if you want to go, it's child directed learning is what I believe in, mm-hmm. so I'm going to let him direct it. And how was that? No, you know, it was fine. He learned. Uh, <laughs> I think he, I think he learned how to interact with kids a little better. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you know, I think the pernicious thing about the public schools or government schools, whatever you prefer to call them, is the just crushing obedience that they instill and the raise conformity. Yeah, raise your hand to ask to go to the bathroom. What adult would ever think to do something like that? Obey the teacher at all costs, even if you disagree. Uh, don't question authority. I mean, all of these memes are, are hammered into kids' heads. And eventually, you know, they're they're forced to learn certain things that maybe they're not interested in. And so as a result, they just lose their passion for learning. They disengage. And it's very unnatural also to have kids lumped in with all the same age. Historically, and I'm talking about like ancient humans, you know, kids would play together in mixed age groups and they'd have a lot of opportunities to learn from their peers. Absolutely. Uh, let's go back and take another call, Mark, back to the phones, to the fun. <laughs> Troy in Wyoming. Are you with us, Troy? Yeah. Am I on? Yes. All right. Yeah, I like what you said about obedience there. Uh, Stephanie, it, mm-hmm. it's Stephanie, right? Yep. So I, I got uh, just a couple of quick points. How how big was that kid's knife? That, 1.5 that inches. About the size of a key. <laughs> About the size of, the, I mean, the blade or just yep. the whole entire knife? One and a half inch blade. <laughs> One and a half inch, well, oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, now, how big is the average pencil? Um, <laughs> Bigger than that. 10 no, no, inches, yeah, nine. Let, let me get on with my story, yeah. How big is the average pencil? <laughs> nine or ten inches. Yeah, really long, huh? Now, here's what happened to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two quick stories. One time when I was in second grade, um, I was holding a pencil in my hand. Um, you know, it, it probably was like three inches long. Mm-hmm. I was running from uh, from my English class to, and this is second grade, from my English class to my math class. And my hand bumped on 
the table. Mm-hmm. And it put that pencil directly through my hand. Ooh. I still I still have the scars. Oh like my. you can see the lead. You can only see the 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 lead in my palm. Yeah, the lead will leave a little tattoo. Like, like, I've got You a, can't I've, see the exit wound, but you can see the entrance wound. Yeah. I've got one of these lead tattoos myself. Wow. Oh, really? So this happened to you, see? So it may have okay, actually so been lead in those days, right? Broke off in there. When did they <laughs> start putting carbon in pencils instead I, of lead? I think it's graphite. Graphite, yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. Yeah, my, well, mine was lead. That was back when they did lead pencils. Wow. And then the other one, um, uh, it was back in the 80s when they wore those jean jackets, and like it was all cool to run around oh, in your yeah. jean jacket and listen to John Bon Jovi and stuff <laughs> like that. And I, oh, I'm acting all cool, and I sit down at the lunch table Boom, and all of a sudden I feel something enter my chest. Oh. And I got like a four 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 inch entry like right up into my chest with a with a pencil. What? Oh my and goodness. My jean jacket is like glued to my chest. What? And and they come in and all the people at my table like freak out and they're like, Oh no, oh no, oh no. And um yeah. And so where did this pencil the, come they, from? They sent in the ambulance and they took me to the they took me to the doctor's office and everything. And Troy, then they, where did this pencil come from? Um, I guess I was just stupid, and I just put that pencil into my... Um, those jean jackets had pockets. Uh-huh. Remember, they, they had the pockets on the inside. And, yeah, but how did it get into your chest from there? I mean, did you did you lean on okay, the... Okay, de- okay, okay, think about it. You've got it. You, you're wearing a jean jacket, right? Uh-huh. And you're going to go sit down at the school lunch table. And you've got, like... a a pencil in there and you sit down uh-huh. and what happened was that the jean jacket leaned over the table oh. and as I sat down I sat down so so fast oh, oh Boom, gosh it rammed, God, it, rammed it right through right through my skin right, right up in. <laughs> thank you for sharing your story I'm glad that you're okay now people and are cringing it's horrifying. all over America there's more coming up here on hour two of Free Talk Live 855-450-FREE is the number if you have comments stay tuned Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live, the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie. And Mark. Not too many other radio shows are live on Sunday nights, right, Mark? Not many. There's there's certainly some out there. But a on handful. A su- Sunday evening, um, specifically, it, I think it's two live programs uh, you know, produced for broadcast radio. Mm-hmm. Free Talk Live's on more than 100 radio stations across the country, besides being on XM's Extreme Talks. So I'm sure XM's producing some live content in the evenings. I couldn't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure, I'm sure that there's some out there. Uh, but uh, as far well, as broadcast radio, from open issues, current events, kind of, uh, that's two. Two. Well, we love to give our listeners content that they can listen to, especially on Sunday nights when there's kind of a a dearth, I guess, of uh, live shows to entertain you. And of course, uh, you can always go to uh, archives.freetalklive.com, get any of the old archives of the show for free. 
And uh, you can call the show. It's a participatory show. You can bring up pretty much anything that's on your mind. We're open to it. We'll talk about it at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 855-450-3733. As uh, Mike has done, let's go to the phones and talk with Mike. He is actually listening on XM. Mike? Oh, thank you for taking my call. Um, Sure thing. I I have two things I wanted to say. First thing I wanted to say is is zero-tolerance policies equal zero intelligence policies. <laughs> yeah, that I like my, that. <laughs> that was my first thing. Yep. Anytime and, and, uh, somebody can't, uh, you know, make a judgment call, certainly there are situations where schools should be able to keep somebody who's brought a weapon to school out or expel them or suspend them or whatever. But just the idea that, uh, you know, so many of these things are just crazy. You're talking about it's not uh, as if stick sh- knives for cutting their food or uh, little Butter plastic guns uh, for Lego men. Or he- drawings of guns. Drawings of guns. Yeah. Stories about zombies. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. But I'm, I actually live uh, in what is Mexico. And uh I send my two youngest stepchildren to, well, actually, at one time, three of my stepchildren to to school there. I pay for private education over there because they do kind of quasi have public schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not, they're not very, not very uh, good. Yeah. I pay approximately, last year I paid, I think it was $120 a month to send two students to a school. What's your property yeah, tax over there in Juarez? I don't have a property tax. There's not a property mm. tax, huh? There's not a property tax. So are you a U.S. You citizen? Buy it, you own it. Oh, yeah, I'm a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. Just uh, I, It's it's I, just cheaper to live over there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a truck driver, so, you know, and my wife is Mexican, so mm-hmm. it's basically one of those things of she was born and raised there, why not live there? Yeah, <laughs> let me ask you this. A lot of people would say that uh, Juarez is, uh, you know, one of the centers of this uh, the, the, these drug cartel the drug crimes, that are, the criminal gang areas that are going on. But I've also heard that um, essentially, you know, and I'm going to use very blunt language here, the crime rate as perpetrated against white people, Anglo's, uh, North America, Nortes, gringos, gringos, <laughs> is you know, really low. It's like it's it's the same here as it is sort of here in just minor areas. Oh yes, I, I, the the crime rate, and this is going to sound hilarious to some people, but the crime rate in Juarez amongst the normal citizens is actually quite low. It's not that bad. It. I mean, now we have a lot of property crimes. You know, yep. people mm-hmm. stealing cars, people breaking steal your things, stuff, whatever. You know. And that happens everywhere. But the the real issue is, is if you're associated with the drug cartels on any level, your life is in danger. And also, if, you start, if you're... If you're a government official that speaks out against the, uh, the the drug cartels, so if you if you're a member of one of these gangs, whether it's the government or uh, a cartel, then you're liable to get killed, right? Yeah, uh, that, that's the case. I mean, if you're your average everyday. You know, uh, Jose, means that we're talking about Mexico. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, you're not going to be to, to be having these issues. Uh, I mean, yes, there is the the instance where you get caught up in in the crossfire, and that is that is the greatest fear 
that anybody truly has over there if they're not a member of, of one of the two rival gangs. Um, but back to my point, I, like I said, I, I, I pay about 100, last year I paid about 120, 130 a year, a month to send my two boys to private school in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, and I have a, they're 12 and 11. And I have a 13-year-old daughter that lives in Virginia with her mother, and she is going to public school in Virginia. I have no idea what they pay on property taxes up there, but I know it's not cheap because it's northern Virginia. And I look at the subject matter that is comparable, which is your math and sciences, and my stepson, who is one grade behind her, is actually two grades ahead of her in the equivalent subjects. And mm. so I'm looking at this and I'm going, and I only pay 120 bucks a month and I'm sending two of them to school. Oh, that's for two of them. Not one. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's for two of them. Wow. I mean, that, yep, that cuts I everything that. in half. <laughs> that's so pretty good. I'm not surprised that public schools, or excuse me, private schools right on the border um, are comparable to private schools in the United States, because that's what most people would say about a private school here in the United States. Um, I, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all. I guess what's really surprising about it is, is that you pay 60 bucks a month to send them there. Um, what uh, is this 60 bucks just f- for nine months out of the year i mean not that it matters at this rate but i'm just amused it's just just for during the school year <laughs> mm, wow it's crazy it just for during the school well, year it just shows that it, it can be done you know it's 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 oh, out there it, in the world yeah it can be done in fact at one point in time when my ex was really upset with my daughter and and was basically wanting her to come live with me i actually investigated a a bilingual private school uh, and that was going to cost me $80 a month to send her to the bilingual private school. Hmm. So and your boys aren't learning it, to speak English? No, because I can't convince their mother. That it's a good idea? <laughs> that, that it's a good idea. I have tried and tried and Interesting. tried. Interesting. They might just pick it up Everybody if you start here speaking in the English. United States believes it's a good idea for, you to, for their kids to be bilingual. Sure. And usually they'll pick Spanish because it's the next closest yeah. geographic area. Um, but it's interesting that yeah. there's somebody who's right on the border of the United States who doesn't think it's a good idea. Is it is it a nationalism thing, or she just doesn't think they'll need it, or what? It, it's a bit of a nationalism thing. I, I mean, it, it's uh, our, our relationship is highly unusual mm-hmm. in Mexico um, because there's not a lot of gringos marrying the Mexican women and sure. staying. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them, you know, come in, grab a woman, and marry her and leave. So it's highly unusual, A, and B, um, the, she just, in fact, she doesn't even want to live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I've, I've asked her, you know, well, why don't we move to El Paso? It's not that far away. It's a quick trip to go see family. It's not a problem. It, you know, and we can put the boys in school over here and they can learn English. And she's like, oh. they're Mexican. They don't need to know English. We speak Spanish here. And, and in fact, I'm the only English speaker in my household, even though all of them have taken English classes in school, they will not speak to me in English or to even practice. So so were you fluent <laughs> when you met her? Oh, gosh, no. We, I was, uh, I was, a, we were, we had our first conversations via dictionary and 
a mutual friend that was fluent in English and Spanish. Interesting. Uh, so you learned Spanish over time, and she learned English? Uh, I have learned Spanish over time. I've tried to get her to learn English. Like I said, she's taken, she took classes in high school. When she was in high school, she's taken classes since then. Yep. None of it seems to stick. Interesting, Mike. Well, thanks for the call, and thank it's you for sharing that story with us. I, it's great to know that you know you can have these affordable uh, private means of educating your kids. It's it's also interesting to know that the rigidity around language is on the other side of the border too. You know, because you know, I can't blame someone. I mean, Mexican people aren't generally treated very nicely in the U.S. You know, I I, I don't know. Maybe I she think, had some bad experiences. I think individually, but sort of from a from a general standpoint, you're right. I think there's the an advantage to learning two languages for yeah, kids. Absolutely. Undeniably. It's Free Talk Live. There's more coming up. 855-450-FREE. Speak to us in... Hello, my friends. This is Tim Cummins. I was just reminded about you and thinking about how awesome you are. And it's just incredible that whenever I hang around you, I just feel good now. And I'm reminded about how every day and every way you're getting better and better. And I think about how VerbalSurgery.com changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at VerbalSurgery.com. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Free Talk Live. It's the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. We're glad you've joined us tonight. Our phone number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733, where you can call and bring up anything that's on your mind. And hey, if you want to get the latest news about Free Talk Live, uh, we'll email you anytime something exciting happens with the show. Just recently, in fact, there was a kind of an interesting piece of news that came out that named Free Talk Live one of the five most up-and-coming talk shows. That's true. And Actually, the, it was the top of the list. So yeah, the first if you one mentioned. To read it from the top down, it didn't have numbers next to it, as I as I recall. Right, but uh, we were points. at the top of the list, so you could choose to call us number one if if you wished. I would choose to call us that, and but, that uh, was a list made by the uh, the publisher talkers. of Talkers Magazine. They call the the Bible of the talk industry. It's the only uh, you know real uh, magazine as far as uh, you know the industry goes. Yep. So, so someone, excited. someone who knows what they're talking about, and uh, if you want to be the first to hear updates like that, just go on over to news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for our email updates list. Also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, Mark has actually been uh, tweeting out updates during tonight's show, I've been right? Hooting. I'm hooting. I'm, I'm, <laughs> hoot, I'm going to both here. It goes to both websites, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook and Twitter. Yep. So you can get the information about Free Talk Live in the format that you prefer. So the, the very best in anti-intervention news and views on U.S foreign policy is antiwar.com oh if, are they having a fun drive they are having I, their fun i drive? usually give them a, a donation when they have their fun drives because they're a spectacular source of news. i try to help them as much as i can i yeah. think it's a it's a really great source um you know I, I there's just not news like this that's coming out anywhere antiwar.com oh, yeah. they're unique is singular in what they produce and they're quoted um they're often quoted and their research is, uh, you know, it's, it's top of the line. So antiwar.com having their fun drive. Uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, the sponsor of our phone lines, has decided to turn his live read over to them. And I would encourage you, I'm always glad when he does it, to go to antiwar.com slash donate and donate there 
Do it today when you can remember. It's antiwar.com slash donate. All right, Mark. Well, we do have a, a call on the line. Let's go to Dr. Michael Coots in Colorado. Dr. Coots? Hello. How are you doing? Wonderful. What's on your mind? Well, basically, I, uh, I have a show in Pueblo, Colorado, and it's After Dark with Dr. Mike. And I thought I was the only person in the world that was talking and discussing and having callers call in about the same things that you're talking about. So I found you, and then I found the entire Grand Coast of, of you know, <laughs> of the United States right there in New Hampshire, and I, I just really love your show. Oh, thanks a lot. Uh, so what, I, I, did you have anything in particular tonight that you were really interested in? Uh, not really. It's just uh, I know that some of the day hosts uh, were talking about my show and said they were going to uh, discuss or call me on Tuesday evening. And I was just like, oh, my God, I don't believe this. You know, Really? Who was that? Fantastic. I, I, I didn't even know. My boss, uh, general manager of the radio station, came and told me. And so I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is like... What? Dr. Cool. Kutz, do you have anything, uh, do you have is any it, issues you want to bring up? Let to me ask you this. Yep. Is it um, is it the LRN.FM network hosts or is it the uh, Genesis Communications network hosts? Oh, my God. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, we've, we've got different networks. I'll tell you what. Um, what you should do is you should email a uh, an air check, which is, a, you know, a little bit of your show, to ian at freetalklive.com. You may be a good show for lrn.fm. So ian at freetalklive.com. All right. And thanks for the call, Dr. Kutz. We wish you luck with your show. Um, Mark, do you want to? You had a little bit more on this zero tolerance article, right? I think it's really important to uh, you know. I, normally, I wouldn't drag it through the uh, the top of the hour, but um, I think it's it's worth. You doing had some here. stellar quotes you wanted to well, get out. It's there. just the rest of this article where this girl um, has been suspended, uh, not suspended, expelled for borrowing another girl's asthma inhaler. That girl got more than ten days out of school suspension. You know, she's really in a rock, between a rock and a hard place, right? Because if you have asthma, it really feels like you're going to die if you have an asthma attack, okay? And so she she felt or she, you know, noticed that she really needed some kind of help at that point in time. And so what's the fastest way to get help? Oh, well, I have asthma. This girl has the same inhaler as me. Why don't I borrow hers? And for that, she got expelled. Right. It's crazy. She's really between a rock and a hard place, you know? Uh, if your life is in danger, wouldn't you do something like that? Or if you thought your life was in danger. Or you're just uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, why not? Sure. Um, Superintendent Yeah, your John- life doesn't even have to be in danger. I just think it's it makes it all the more, uh, it impresses the point even more. Superintendent John Borman, uh, speaking of the suspension of the one girl, and then uh, I guess it didn't get the uh, expulsion news at this point when they got the quote, says, I think... Absolutely. The suspension was appropriate. School policy. This is not part of the quote here. That was the quote. Uh, School policy forbids the sharing of any prescription drug. A letter to the students said expulsion was always a possibility and the school district did not return calls as to why uh, they they can't uh, talk about individual cases. Anyway, they do not choose not to talk about individual cases. Um, I can just see like an onion article coming out. Girl expelled for collapsing in a heap on during gym class because she couldn't breathe. (laughs) I suppose it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and, and in this case, uh, the the girl McKinney is uh, has got a quote here, and what she said was, oh, "Shoot, I'm having a the, the, the page page refreshed on me." Oh, she it said, happens. The lesson I learned from this is not to help people because helping people is just going to get yourself in trouble. 
McKinney's father, Tim McKinney, said wow. he doesn't understand yeah, why his daughter's important. friend was dismissed in the last semester before high school. You work so hard to in your whole life to distill to instill, excuse me, good morals in your children, only to have the school to go and break them. Yeah, I mean, most parents, I think, if you ask them if if they would want their kid to help someone else in need of help, right? If someone yep. else was in trouble, would you want them to help your friend? I think most parents would say absolutely yes. But that's exactly what this person did, and they were punished for it. Tim McKinney goes on and says he's only his daughter was only allowed back in school because he pressed school officials to do so. He says he's proud and expects his daughter would do the same thing again. Yeah. What they bo- what they bo- both did was human nature. My, um, my daughter was being a good Samaritan. Her friend was having an asthma attack. Uh, Crites, that's the other family. Um, th- their family never returned CBS 4's calls for comment. Mm-hmm. And McKinney was uh, placed in deferred expulsion, meaning one mistake could throw her out of the school as well. So these girls received, I mean, this is the so the, wait, de- the death penalty from, uh, from uh, you know, yeah. these schools. And it was right before they were about to graduate anyway? It's the year, yeah, the, the year the before. The senior year of high school? It's, as I understand it, it's difficult to, to, to really discern. But I guess it doesn't really matter, no, does it? it doesn't. It just adds a little extra irony, I guess. <laughs> It's, I mean, these girls being expelled from school. Maybe it would do them a favor if, you know, they get their GED, get out of that school, get start, you know, right. teaching themselves how to learn. You know, I mean, a GED getting their creativity doesn't matter back. when you go. To, you know, I had a friend who just decided, you know, I'm getting out of school, went and took the GED and went on to, to community college and then went to university. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need this sure. <laughs> these government high school diplomas. You know, there's a... Um, there's a website called like College Dropout Hall of Fame or something like that. And not only from college, but a lot of very smart and successful people have dropped out of high school because they couldn't stand the conformity. They didn't want to live in that very small box. I'm not saying all high school dropouts are going to be successful necessarily or brilliant. But, yeah. you know, there are a lot of smart people, you can't deny, that have chosen deliberately to forego either college or high school when we're told that you have to have these things to be successful in life. It's Free Talk Live. There's more coming up. 855-450-FREE is our number if you want to chime in. More coming up with your calls here on Free Talk Live. Stay tuned. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Free Talk Live. It's the Live Sunday edition with Stephanie and Mark. We'd love you to visit our website, which is freetalklive.com. By the way, if you go to freetalklive.com, you'll find that there is a forum there or a bulletin board system, as Ian is fond of calling it. You can find all kinds of threads. Uh, Beware of some uh, adult material, shall we say. Oh, yeah. Uh, But uh, you can enjoy that nonetheless, if that's your thing, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. All right. Now, Mark, we're going to talk about this teacher who had apparently, this is a bizarre story. She had some consensual relationships with students who were over 18. So legally, they're adults. But because there's a law in Texas that criminalizes teacher-student sex, 
she is being persecuted or you know prosecuted for this. Persecuted and prosecuted. Yes. Uh, so I want to talk about that, but first we'll, we're going to go to your calls, which is what Free Talk Live is all about. Eight five five four fifty free is our number if you want to weigh in. But let's go first here to Steve, listening in St. Louis. Steve, are you with us? Hi there. Hi. What's on your mind? Um, I'd like to get your opinion on uh, Scott Horton. Uh, Scott Horton. Okay. He, so just for our listeners who are not familiar, um, the one of the main hosts of the show, Ian, uh, has a side project called the Liberty Radio Network, which Mark mentioned earlier. At LRN.FM. Yep. And you can find lots of great liberty-oriented radio show content over at LRN.FM. They have a podcast loop as well as some live shows. Now, Scott Horton was a radio show host who used to host a live uh, daily, I think a daily three-hour show. He still does. Uh, yeah, he still does, but it, there's been some changes recently. Yes, there have been some changes. He used to work for antiwar.com, and his show was um, Antiwar Radio, right? Recently, uh, he has been, I guess, let go from antiwar.com. Yeah, that's all I can really say about that. I would assume it has to do with the economy and the difficulty in keeping you know, a talk show going that's, and stuff like that. I, yeah, but I was wondering why he got let go. I couldn't tell you. I mean, you'd, it'd probably be better to call uh, Scott Horton and ask him. Yeah. I, all I heard yeah. is that he got let go. Or maybe if you donate to antiwar.com, they'll be able to get him, hire him back. <laughs> it could be. I couldn't sure. answer. But I guess he moved his, his radio. He's still doing a radio show. It's just now the Scott Horton show, right? Right. And uh, that. Right. And he's moving that show on to another uh, inter- internet network. So it's leaving LRN. Uh, but but it it's is still going to be in the podcast It's still going to be in the podcast LRN, loop, but not, not in the live. live. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Steve? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's just, I was just confused why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why he was let go from did LRN. You en- did you enjoy his show? Oh, he hasn't been let go from LRN. Oh, he, yeah. he voluntarily left LRN. Um, you he know, wanted what, to have, he chose for himself. I guess, a show where there were no commercials in it. Yep. And so this other network offered him that opportunity. Is that all, Steve? Okay. Um, yeah, I think so. Thanks, all right, thanks for the call, that. Steve. Let's go to Jared. Uh, Jared, listening on the amp lines. Jared, are you with us? Hey, Mark. Hey. Hey, you guys, what's up? Hey, I had two quick comments. The first one was I was listening to the podcast, and I think it was Ed from Tennessee who mentioned about Mark wouldn't statistically need a gun or something like something like that. Uh, yes, Ed is a frequent caller to Free Talk Live, and he uh, one of his favorite issues, I think, is is about guns. And often he'll say, you don't need and let him go. That's my Ed impression. <laughs> you kind of have that kind of the twang to your to your voice, too. Yeah. like I, <laughs> And I think that, you know, what his uh, statement is, and, and there's some value to it, it seems to me, that, uh, you know, that you're unlikely to deal with a violent crime incident in your life, especially if you live in New Hampshire. And secondarily, if you do deal with a violent crime incident in your life, Having a gun may or may not be of value to you in that circumstance that, you know, that a gun's valuable if it's if you're the first one with it out. But, you know, when somebody's got a gun on you and you draw down on them, it's a bad idea. They're going to shoot you. Right. Every situation is different. But I think it's more about having peace of mind than Mm. it is about statistics. I I think I think you're right. I think guns are all about peace of mind for a lot of people. Well, couldn't one mark about having choices. Couldn't one make the argument, though, that. It might give somebody, it, some people, peace of mind to not have a gun because they're not worrying about it. They're not worrying about is it going to go off accidentally or are they going to use it inappropriately and regret it later or whatever. 
And that's something to take into account, and that's why I definitely respect somebody's wish if they don't want to have a gun or a knife. But I think to sound like you're taking the moral high road because you don't have one and you think that like you're somehow superior. It's kind of a snotty, liberal, elitist mind uh, tendency that I think it has. And he is very libertarian in a lot of his calls. So there seems to be a disconnect there because, I mean, yeah, you are correct. The statistics, as far as you needing one, are very low. But I've stopped severe bodily harm to myself because I had a firearm. Right. And this is the thing that I would never tell anybody. Hold on. Before we go on, I would never tell anybody that it's a bad idea for you to, you know, carry. I'm never going to tell anybody what it's like. Well, but was is that what Ed was saying? Because for that person, I don't think he was either. That's not what I was hearing. What I was hearing him say was, you don't need it. You're fine. Statistically, you'll be okay. And then I was pointing out, look, I'm a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. So that might put me in the line of fire more likely to put me in the line of fire because somebody might not like something I say. I can assure Alan you. Alan Berg was the talk show host that you were talking about. He was the talk show host that was gunned down outside of his house. That was in Denver, Colorado back in like 1984. But, I just but would a gun have helped him or would a bulletproof vest have helped him? I mean... Uh, who knows? I mean, you know... You never know. It's just about... It's just about making the choices that are right for you. Like, I have insurance on my car. I have insurance on my condo. I've never needed to use it. My condo's never burnt down. I have life insurance on my wife. She hasn't died yet. Does that mean I don't need it? I mean, it's just if you look at other issues that way, then you wouldn't have any type of in, any type of insurance because the odds of something statistically happening that would actually happen to you are very low. So it's just yeah, something to think about. I, I see insurance there, a little uh, differently than something like a gun, though. Well, I, I mean, because there are guns can be insurance, but there's they another, can be, but they it can also be a liability. That's the thing. Right. I mean, isn't isn't the statistic, and I don't know, but I mean, this is what I've heard, that a gun is seven times more likely to be used on you than some kind of home invader or burglar or violent criminal? But how would you measure that? I mean, I I know that the Brady campaign has said that, but okay. how, how would you measure that? It seems like well, something you really can't measure. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, like I've... I think that there one are, needs to keep one's it, guns it up. It does happen that people, uh, people people's kill, homes people's are kids, broken into. People's kids kill themselves with guns. Yeah, and people break into people's homes and take their guns and then you know steal them and use them for other crimes or whatever, right? I, I mean, it would seem like if, oh, you, sure. if you were carrying a gun on you on a regular basis, and I have friends that do, um, that you would have it in an easy place to get to. And if it's in an easy place for you to get to, it's in an easy place for my four-year-old to get to. So, I mean, there's all these aspects. Yeah. And I'm it, only making this decision for myself, okay? I'm not telling anybody so else. Are, are you saying that you don't own a gun? No, um, I'm just saying I get to make See, that this decision. See, the other my- aspect of it that I really want to point out is that thank God for all those people out there that own guns because, you know, the if they if my house didn't have a gun, and I would never say that on the radio, right? <laughs> right. Um, well, that's what it comes down to. It's just better if people have choices and we're all better off and we're all more free. If people can make their own choices on what suits them and there may be bad side effects to that, whatever it may be. But if you accept that as a premise, then you just invited the government or any group of people to completely regulate every single aspect of your life. I don't think you do. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I, Ed I don't was think advocating statistics that you necessarily are inviting the government. I no. can see how some people will use those statistics. But in, not Ed. He he says intent. he'll readily say, I'm going to stick up for him here because he's not here to defend himself. But I've heard him say many times that he doesn't believe that the government should control this in any way. He's just saying that 
in his research, from what he understands, he doesn't believe it's a prudent idea to have one. I respect that. He just seems a little smug about it when he brings it up from time to time. But the second thing I called on, Mark, I was just kind of curious because I think I'm in the same demographic as a lot of listeners. We're kind of in between Ian and a lot of other free staters, but we're more to the right of the typical Republican talk show host. And I know that what does that I mean? Do to your more to the right. Columns. What does that mean? Um, it's not gay, red team. They're going to solve all our problems and just give the power of the government to the Republicans and we'll Jared, all be safe. if you wouldn't mind, I'd like you to hold that thought. We're, we're coming up on the, the next segment here. Sure. But please, I have lots of questions yeah, as me to what too. you said here. <laughs> this is interesting stuff. So we'll have more with Jared coming up here in a moment on Free Talk Live. Meanwhile, if you want to call in, 855-450-FREE is our number. The SACL CAI toll-free call-in lines. It's Free Talk Live. Uh, what do you think about guns or home invasions? Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals are harmed in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. It's Stephanie with you tonight. And Mark. And uh, freetalklive.com is our website. If you go to m.freetalklive.com, you can easily access the mobile site, which is specially made for your smartphone. You can access our live streams and our podcast feed right from your mobile device at m.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, and you want the name brands, and who doesn't? Um, you know, Obviously, you don't want to get some cheap knockoff that's going to break on you out in the middle of the woods. Um, and you want to get them at the best price, and who doesn't want to get the best price in the name brands? ManVentureOutpost.com is the place to go. They've got knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, camping gear, tents, everything you need. They've got it at ManVentureOutpost.com. They've got crossbows, bow and arrows, uh, you know, all kinds of knives. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. You can get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Coupon code FTL, ManVentureOutpost.com. All right, Mark. Let's go right back to Jared. He's been waiting on the amp line. Now, Jared, we kind of came up on the break here last segment, but could you recap your most uh, recent point just for our listeners who might be tuning in? Yes, I was talking about um, a lot of other talk show hosts who are on the right, and I'm not saying you guys are on the right, um, but it's just that you, there's a lot of people who are in between, say, you know, the Sean Hannity's and, yay, go red team, they're going to fix the world, and people who are in between the thoughts of a lot of Free State Project members. Okay, so kind of like people who... So you were saying that you're somewhere in the demographic, uh, and I, I think this was actually be a psychographic um, is what the terminology is, between Ian and I or something like that, is that what you were saying? Uh, sort of, because I mean, I should probably preface it as far as like, I'm saying a lot about me because I don't feel like saying a lot on the you know national radio, but I mean, I've spoken to you, Mark, a few times over the past couple of years, and I've been in law enforcement for years, and it's definitely changed the way I view things. And I agree with a lot of the things that you guys say, and like, I'm kind of on 
the Ron Paul side of things. Sure. And yet, the being on the Ron Paul side, especially seeing the way that the "quote unquote" right has treated Ron Paul, it's really turned it's really turned me off from all these people. And one of the things that I would love if you could possibly do, listen to your post columns. And it would be great because you're on satellite radio now. It would be great if you could have a sit down talk with maybe like someone like I mean, pick whoever, Mike Church, Andrew Will Andrew Wilkow, I think his name is. People who, you know, oh the Constitution this, the Constitution that because I would really like to know what they think because pretty much every sentence in the Constitution has been violated by the government, probably with mm-hmm. the exception of the Third Amendment, which is the no quartering of soldiers. But I'm willing to bet if you read I think far that enough has happened. the regs. Yeah. Yeah. As I understand yeah, it, there's I'm a sure couple of incidences where soldiers have been quartered in people's houses, and uh, certainly during Katrina, soldiers were put yeah. into churches. Um, you know, as, as National Guard was put into churches in order to house them there. So. Yeah, it was all bets are off. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't think that that's not one that most people worry about uh, the Third Amendment no. soldiers being quartered in no. their houses. And really what that was is, is it was an anti-rape amendment. Um, as I understand it, this is the history behind it is, well, you know, when a soldier was in their house, they got whatever yeah. they wanted, including food and whatever. <laughs> so, disgusting. I mean, it's pretty disgusting, but that's yeah. that was the re- that's the reality of soldiers. I mean, at the time of the colonial time, the redcoats were the people that couldn't scratch a living out of the earth. Uh, that they, you know, people soldiers were considered the lowest of the low at that time um, in you know sort of a, in English history. So uh, you know they, they 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 ran off to join the military and they do what they were told. At that point, the government truly was an occupying force on the people all over Great Britain and you know everywhere. And for some reason. You know, here in the United States, people feel much more of a kinship to their government, and maybe it's the government schools that have showed it to them or whatever. What I'm getting at, though, Mark, is that they they claim, you know, to uphold the, con- the Constitution, which Ron Paul basically embodied, and most of them turned a blind eye to him because they thought he was crazy. Oh, yeah. But we know it's like what I think— you might have said it, Mark. Maybe Stephanie said it, but we know what a red state looks like. We have plenty of them. We know what the blue states look like. So, what are their answers to the problem besides vote Republican? Because that doesn't really seem to work. And it would be great to hear someone on the right talk to you. I would love to hear a cross between ideas between Free Talk Live and some of these talk show hosts on the right. You think you could set that up, Mark? Well, the difficulty is, is um, you, you know, all I need is a couple of months on the air with Rush Limbaugh in order to turn him into a voluntarist because <laughs> people don't get the opportunity to hear their stuff sent back to them in a way that they you know that they themselves can understand it's not mirrored to them in a way that they can understand so they you know rush limbaugh really does believe or mike church probably uh, I, I don't know i mean he seems to be a constitutional guy but he probably votes republican by and large he just believes that you really got to yeah, get out does. there during the primary and vote for the right republican and right and that that's the thing they operate in such they operate in a paradigm that is so narrow that they're very articulate and i agree with them most of the time when they talk about liberals, but when it comes to actually examining their own beliefs and things that their Republicans do that are unconstitutional or that are just morally wrong, they don't – there's a disconnect and they shut 
and they they don't examine it. I mean, maybe they do on a personal level, but they know if they did that on the show, it would ruin their ratings and they wouldn't make money. I don't know the answer to that. But. Oh, I yeah. think it's... Uh, Thanks for the call, Jared. Appreciate the call, Jared. Uh, you know, I think it's just cognitive dissidence. I think that people... You know, it's it's hard to make the hard decisions. On Free Talk Live, we had to come up with this early on. Ian was a, a Libertarian Party guy, and, you know, what's the solution if you do a Libertarian radio show that you give people? Vote Libertarian? Good Lord. I mean, that's no solution. I mean, it's a yeah. laughable solution. So, yeah. uh, you know, we had to come – we couldn't do the same shtick that everybody did because their shtick is vote Democrat or vote Republican. So you had to actually think about the issues and think about how we could solve some of these problems on a voluntary basis, right? Right. And, you know, our first solution, and I think it's a great one, is the the Free State Project at freestateproject.org yep. where we're trying to get 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to move to one place. We're in New Hampshire, and there are a 1,000 movers already. We're having a huge effect on the government. The, uh, the the budget has been cut by 12%. And that was the solution. I think there's a few interesting, uh, you know, uh, b- bright stars rising on the horizon. I think the blue seed um, is very interesting. This is the yep, big the offshore yeah, the, uh, cruise, the cruise retrofitted cruise ship, which is going to be an incubator for startup companies. Yeah, very interesting off the coast of California. Um, secondarily, I think that bitcoins could really, I think oh, that yeah. they'll, they'll, they're already changing the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, the, the government's power comes from the creation of fiat currency. That's how they're able to fight these wars and do what they do. The people had a lot more control over their government prior to the creation of the uh, the Federal Reserve and the creation of fiat currency, and that Bitcoins could really bring these things back down to uh, you know manageable levels. Um, I also think that the anonymous movement and WikiLeaks and you know these these ways that whistleblowers can get their messages out. Yeah. And, you know, that the individual can have some kind of effect on their governance because they can't now. I mean, you can't. (laughs) If you think that voting matters, then you're just not paying attention. Yeah. That's why you're not telling people to vote or vote libertarian or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I I ran for a state uh, state state party office here recently. It's not that I don't think the political party that you shouldn't do it or anything like that. I just don't think my vote matters, especially on a national level. And here's my my backing for that. In 2008, Barack Obama one New Hampshire, I think it was by 70,000 votes. So if I were a magic being and I could decide where to place my vote now, even in the, you know, sort of in the past, if I could replace my vote, go back in time and re-vote, it still wouldn't matter. I only have one vote. Well, he won by 70,000 votes. You'd have, what, McCain, right? And that wouldn't or, be any or better. Or, uh, yeah. or, or uh, you know, whatever, the Constitution Party, the Libertarian Party, whomever. It doesn't matter because my one vote wouldn't matter if i took my vote and everybody i know in the state everybody i know every name i can name and i still wouldn't have enough people to move their vote into another column please don't tell me you think your vote in the presidential election matters I'm kind of surprised to hear you saying that, but yeah, I completely agree. No, no, I mean, I, I, I'm not against. What I'm against is people saying that voting is immoral. Okay, I'm, uh, but I think that voting statistically is largely an insignificant act. Yep. Now, when you're talking about at the local level, I live in a town that's you know fewer than 2,500 people. So yeah, my vote matters there, and um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna vote in those elections. It seems like that would be even rare. That your vote would would make or break. It's happened an to me. So you, it's it's like that guy with the gun that we were just talking earlier. You know, having a gun managed to protect him. I've well, been in a situation where my vote really mattered. happened to you. Like you, you missed one vote, and, and something my vote would have mattered. 
Well, it would have been a tie, though. It wouldn't have been come down on the side that you wanted, right? It, it would have been a tie, and therefore it wouldn't have yeah, had... they'd a, reschedule it and find some way to rig the election, right? Well, they, they got it the next... They, they would, get a, got it, yeah. would have gotten it the next year. But that doesn't matter. Uh, you know, stopping evil for a year still matters. Does your vote matter? Please call and tell us at 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live, and there's more coming up with our three. I think we'll talk about this. T- Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You're listening to the live Sunday night edition. It's Stephanie with you. And Mark. And uh, we'd love to invite you over to our website, which is freetalklive.com. So many cool features over there. You'll find them all if you just browse around and explore the site. But if you like what we do here on Free Talk Live, you want a quick, easy way to say thank you for all the free content that we provide you, you can go to shop.freetalklive.com and learn how you can enter Amazon through Free Talk Live's referral link. Now, what that means is that it you just go to Amazon through that link. You can buy the things that you normally buy, and it will not affect your purchase price at all. But Free Talk Live will get a little referral fee on everything that you buy uh, sent to us without, like I said, without changing your purchase price at all. So it's just a little way to say thank you if you like what we do. That's right. Shop.freetalklive.com. Thank you. All right. So we're kicking off Hour 3 of the show here. The number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. We'd love to hear from you about anything that's on your mind. In meantime, Mark, I have something that I wanted to talk to you about because I think this is interesting and I don't know. It's because you love to talk about sex. Oh, I love to talk about it. I think you like it secretly, (laughs) not so secretly. (laughs) I think this is interesting. Um, You know, age of consent issues, I won't lie, do interest me. Um, And in this case, I just think it's a complete overstepping of the government's bounds because basically what happened, um, the headline here from the Associated Press is ex-teacher gets five-year prison term for student sex. So she's going to be sitting in a prison cell for five years. Uh, A former North Texas high school teacher was convicted Friday and sentenced to five years in prison for having sex with five 18-year-old students at her home. So 18-year-old students. I don't know. I was wondering that too. (laughs) I'm imagining all kinds of things. Um, But the students are 18. Yeah, they're 18. They're adults. She's an adult. She's over 18. The Tarrant County judge decided on the sentence for Brittany Nicole Collips, 28, of Arlington, after nearly three hours of deliberation. It took jurors less than an hour to find her guilty earlier in the day. 16 counts. Well, there are only five of them. I don't know how it's 16 counts, but maybe each act is a count. I don't know. I would imagine it is. An inappropriate relationship between a student and teacher. The second degree felony is publishable or punishable by two to 20 years in prison per count. Uh, The former high school English teacher had sex with students at her home over two months in 2011. She's married and has three children. She turned herself in after a cell phone video of one encounter that involved multiple students emerged. So I guess this was kind of a group sex scenario. getting funky, no doubt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hey, whatever. That's fine with me. I mean, I... 
I can't say it bothers me too. You know, I definitely don't think she should be sitting in jail because of this, right? I, you know, the thing I that think they that criminalized. This is so far removed from my world that it's difficult for me to comment on uh, the you know, the idea of an English teacher uh, doing group sex with uh, some of her students that are eighteen years old. Ah, uh, what? But. Uh, you know, what I ask myself is, is if these students are 18, well, what would they have done to a college professor um, who was having sex with their 19 year old, 18 year olds? I mean, yeah. a college professor, college professors have sex with their students. Oh, I've yes. never heard of this. Are they going to put them in prison? I think this is right. a fireable offense. Well, that's the thing in college when you're a teaching assistant or a professor. It's in the handbook. It's in sort of the code of conduct that, you know, this is inappropriate, right? You could be fired or let go for this. You could be disciplined in some way, I guess, by the school, but they're not going to put you in jail for it. In this case, the state of, uh, what is it, Texas, is actually going to make her sit in a cage for five years. And my question to you, I guess, or you, the audience, and you, Mark, is how does this help anybody? You know, does it get the students' innocence back that they supposedly lost? Does it, quote, correct this woman, you know, for her kinky behavior? I, I don't think it helps anyone, and yeah, everybody's forced to pay for it. I don't think boys are ruined either. You know, I mean, I think that they're... Well, that's another thing. They probably I mean, consider themselves lucky. Do you think they're, they're... Okay, what if it was a male teacher who had sex with five female students at the I same time? I think that time? the society uh, in general, and by that what I mean is the, sort of the, nur- the, the nurture aspect of uh, human development, is far more vigilant about the protection of vaginas than it is about penises. Um, you know, I mean, they they're always... There does seem to be a double standard in cases of teacher-student relationships, right? Like, if it's a young... Man who has sex with a teacher, people say, "Oh, he's lucky, right?" Yeah. But by sentencing but standards, no. I think that the you know that uh, the, the judicial system, the excuse me, the uh, legal system, uh, they go out of their way in order to not look like they're biased from a sexual standpoint. But that they don't, in doing so, they don't take into account that. You know, that uh, that there are situations where people are going to act. OK, so, uh, you know, people are victims to some extent because people tell them they're victims and they, you know, so a girl that this happened to perhaps um, would, you know, tell herself uh, you know, once once the, you know, the, the secret comes out and, oh, my God, you were victimized. Are you OK? Like, you know, that the the whole thing comes down and then she feels like a victim. So then she because begins people to, are shaming her. Yeah, to some extent, uh, you know, or, or giving her sympathy or whatever. Whereas the boys, they're not going to be given this. The, the, the attitude isn't going to be the same generally. Yeah, I don't know if I agree. I mean, I think anyone can have a relationship that they later regret. Would you agree with that? Sure. Like, you've had relationships that you... But you've... I don't consider myself to be a victim. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's all in how you look at it. I don't think that everyone who's a woman who had a relationship that she regrets will end up considering herself a victim, right? right. And you could argue that maybe... The healthier thing is to mourn and move on if you if you do have an experience like that that's regrettable. But in this case, I, I, want, I really want to say putting someone in jail is not the solution, right? Do, I mean, I don't think – not in this case, by no means. I right. mean, um, I think that there's some line in the sand, and I don't know where that is. I think it's difficult, and I think it's – I really think in reality it exists differently for different people, but there's no way for other people to know yeah. and be able to say yep. whether or not these things exist. So I That's do think- why one-size-fits-all, these age-of-consent kind of laws don't really – always makes sense, right? Because there are so many scenarios where it can be just a gray area, you know? And and I still maintain that, you know, even if there is some kind of relationship that occurs that maybe is someone has it before they're ready, right? It's damaging to them in some way. That's 
important to deal with, but the way to deal with that is is by talking about it and maybe therapy or something like that. It's not by putting somebody in in jail necessarily, right? I you know, I think that if somebody takes advantage of somebody who's too young, I don't know what you do with that person. I'd be fine with case, chemical castration. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I, so I, when I said that, let me just clarify. When I said that just a moment ago, I was thinking of like, you know, the situation where there are two 17-year-olds or two 16-year-olds sure. or whatever, and they have consensual sex, and then someone's parents finds out and don't, doesn't like it and reports them to the police. Right. That I, situation, I don't think anyone could possibly be benefited. You, there's no... There's no pervert or sexual predator there, right? right? The, I mean, the, the legal system is very uh, rigid. It is not a you know moving thing, and I think that it is far too rigid in dealing with these situations. I think that this woman had sex with 18 year olds, and that it's ridiculous that uh, the Texas is legislating the relation between consenting adults. Yeah, um, I mean, they could legally I, be in a porn movie, right? I think that this woman should be fired from her school and likely never employed as a teacher again. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I can't imagine any school hiring her after this uh, this incident. Yeah. But I don't think that putting her in jail is going to do anything for her three kids, her husband. Yeah. Uh, these boys, uh, these young, these men, these these are eighteen year olds. Yeah. Uh, okay. So at seventeen, they can join men, the military, right? Year, right. You know, they, these they, it's not going to do anything for these men who are not harmed. I just don't think it makes any sense at all. All it is is intended to send a message to the other teachers. Yeah, you perverts better stay away from our young people. Yeah. Uh, and it's, she's uh, had it's the scarlet to letter too to, to a certain extent because her name has been published all over the internet kind of like you said right well people that's what are going to know about to. this and judge her as they judge her right right and i think people would judge her harshly um to some extent some people would some people would think oh hey she's having a good time right some people would let's see what daryl in virginia thinks uh daryl are you with us yes um i'm actually originally from texas okay and uh, i remember several years ago i heard about did you and know I this particular teacher? No. Were you in her English no. class? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'm way too old to be in her English class. Gotcha. Yeah, but I remember hearing about this law. I forgot where I found out about it, but I remember hearing about this law. I think it's from a news story or something. And I told some friends of mine, you know, somebody could use this to put actually somebody, technically, put somebody in jail for having sex with I'm going to have to hear that again. I just didn't hear what he said. Yep. If you would hold the line, please, Daryl. Um, I think, okay, we'll find out more in a moment here on Free Talk Live. The number is 855-450-FREE if you have something you'd like to bring up. Tell us what you think. Five years in jail for consensual relationships with students just because it's a teacher. Let us know what you think. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live. It's the live Sunday night edition with me, Stephanie. And me, Mark. 
<laughs> and we do have so much fun here during the breaks on Free Talk Live. Hey, if you want to call in, our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733, the SACL CAI toll-free lines. Do you get your thoughts on the show? Anything goes. Mail-2-jail.com is now making it possible to donate directly to your favorite political prisoners using bitcoins. You can donate directly to Ademo, uh, who Ademo Freeman, who is our well, let's see, our we used to be like a Tuesday night. Used to or, be Tuesdays, Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, he's host. great on the air. It's too bad he's sitting in a jail cell yeah, right now. Sitting in a jail cell because he recorded telephone conversations. Uh, you know, outrageous at, at, as an act of journalism. You know, with some government bureaucrats, and they decided for whatever reason that he must uh, be convicted of three That's felonies. Criminal for act that. of journalism. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, so he's got another at least uh, thirty days or so in the pokey. You can support. Uh, mail-2-jail.com's great work and you know this this is brought to you this message is brought to you uh, by memorydealers.com so if you need optical transceivers for your networking equipment and want to support liberty at the same time buy them from memorydealers.com all right thanks a lot mark let's go back to daryl in virginia now daryl you had just started to tell us a little story that related to this uh, this tale of the teacher who had sex with her 18-plus students but was sentenced to five years in jail. So five you... 18-year-old students. Yes. Okay. Some of them at the same not time. 18, <laughs> not more than 18 students. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yes, thanks for clearing that up. Go ahead, Daryl. Yeah, I had heard about this law several years ago when I was in Texas as a recruiter. And I had told some of my friends of mine, by the way, who weren't recruiters. A military recruiter? Huh? A military recruiter? Okay. Navy recruiter. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And I said, you know, I looked at this law and said, you know, this could be used to put a teacher, even a college professor, in jail for having sex with a student who was of age. Mm-hmm. And the response from my friends was, oh, that would never happen. Oh, I guess it did happen, huh? Yeah. Jeez, I—I I, I, I mean, how, what? What do, do they need new laws to cover statutory rape? I mean, is that what people think? I don't know what the 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 the, the limit is in in Texas, but you know, there's 17, 18, 16, 17, 18 is the general around the United States, and so. You know what do you what do you need an extra law for as far guess, as teachers go? I guess that's the problem with having all these laws because you know if they want to get something someone they can kind of get them for something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Not saying that it happened in this particular case, but like let's say there was a teacher you know who maybe they wanted to fire them but they couldn't because the teachers' unions or something lobbied to make it difficult. And you know maybe they just find out that they did have a relationship with one of the students and maybe that could be brought out and used against them. One of my teachers married one of his student aide uh, the next year. Interesting. Big deal. Yeah. Would they be better off if they were in jail? Go ahead. What's that, Daryl? One of my teachers supposedly got caught. He didn't get fired because there was enough evidence, but he was being a, I think, cheerleader or walked in on at her apartment. Oh, my. Her apartment? Well, that's not, yeah, that's well, she interesting. Was, I think she was 18 or emancipated youth. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's uncommon for high school students to, to have their own apartments. Yeah. Daryl, uh, anything else on your mind tonight? That's it. All right. Thanks for the call. How did a, a high school student support themselves in an apartment? Maybe that I don't know. Maybe the teacher was helping out in some way. I, I had an, I had a couple of interesting stories. I had a teacher um, 
Well, I had a teacher who got fired for getting into a fight publicly with another teacher and calling her the C word. Okay. In so front a of a bunch of people. Argument? <laughs> yes. Okay. And it was kind of sad because everybody loved the teacher that got fired and mm. nobody really liked the teacher that got called the name. So there you have that. And I also had a, a coach who was allegedly uh, doing stuff with some of the, the teammates, you know, but I oh never, my. yeah, I never had any trouble with that. But uh, I'm very glad that I was, you know, kind of not a party to that situation. If people people are going to to do it with people they work with, and when those people are students, <laughs> you know, it makes it very, very it makes it very very difficult. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I mean, I, I I get why people say, look, we're sending our kids to these schools, and we don't want the teachers stooping with them. Mm-hmm. And I understand, but uh, you know, what what are you going to do? When why is it that the public school teachers or the high school ste- teachers get it rougher than the the professors? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. The the caller said that maybe this could be used against professors too. Right? Maybe it could. You That's know, crazy. When I was in but college, Texas is a crazy place when it comes to. Uh, yeah, it's just it seems really overreaching that they would criminalize the dynamic of teacher student regardless of their age. You know what I mean? I mean, even the age of consent is. You could make the argument that maybe they don't always make sense, right? But just the dynamic of teacher-student, uh, that seems kind of outrageous. Actually, you know, when I was in college, I taught uh, <laughs> I taught an organic chemistry review session. Okay. So I was a TA, basically a student TA. Like, I was a college student, but I had taken the class the year before and done very well. And so I would teach a review session for the students. Paid? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And I would give, like, As far as I'm concerned, that makes you a teacher? Nighttime right. sessions, right? And there was a student who asked me on a date. And I, I actually went out with him and, you know, it didn't work out. But I don't know, would I be sitting in jail right now if somebody had found out about that? So by work out, we, we can now draw a conclusion that it didn't work out. So therefore that you weren't uh, subject to a felony if this had been in Texas. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have been. OK, but, <laughs> but I mean, you but know, it's a hypothetical situation. It's an I interesting mean, situation. What do you you're do? talking about a teacher's assistant here who's the same age or, you know, a commensurate I, I age. knew it wasn't, you know, like it was frowned upon or whatever. Right. But you're just a student like they are, right? Yeah, he wasn't that much younger than me. I mean, what you haven't taken what kind of ethical oath and obligation do you have to, you know, not go out with this student? I don't know. I you know, in hindsight, I probably could have made better judgment about who I chose for a I partner, used to but... give classes um at the the athletic club I worked at. Um you know, so if I'm giving a a fitness class, yeah, if you're a yoga teacher, should, should I not be doing student? it with uh, you know, somebody I, I can tell you this happened uh, <laughs> some of the the people that are, you know, coming in and doing the class. Mm-hmm. I mean, where does it all end? Yep. Oh, it doesn't count because it's at a gym. Well, why not? It's another class. I'm teaching Physical the class. Physical education. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to Ed calling from Tennessee. Ed, are you with us? Hey, Stephanie, Mark. Hey. Ed, did you you happen to hear the person who called in, uh, Jared called in in the last hour, and he was kind of questioning, you know, your stance on guns. Did you happen to hear that? Yeah, yeah. What did he say? I was a little smug. Yeah, did you want to respond to that? I probably am sometimes, but I don't. I'll try (laughs) to get better on that. (laughs) Okay. I... uh, 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 to me, and then I'll respond to the gun if you want me to, but uh, to me, as you were talking earlier in the show, uh, there's only one success to be able to spend your life in your own way. 
Period. Yeah, I really like that. You know, I have a and friend. Also, uh, I have a friend that's uh, here, you know, locally, and he said that you know he's the richest man he knows. He's able to buy some nice things. Uh, you know, he's lived a good life. He's got family around him, and you know, enjoys his life the way it goes. And you know, you look around, you don't really see a wealthy individual. But I thought that it was a very, you know, it, it made me real feel really good when I heard him say it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Ed, if you have more, please hang on the line. I'd like to hear uh, what you have to say on the gun issue as well. 855-450-FREE. If you have comments about guns, teacher sex, you want to tell us your teacher-student tryst story, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live, and there's more coming up. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Sunday edition with Stephanie and Mark. Glad you've joined us. You can call the show tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. The SACL CAI toll-free call-in lines. Still time to get your thoughts in if you want to comment on anything. Coming up, I think we're going to talk about uh, eBay banning the sale of spells, but we've still got to hear from Ed on the rest of his uh, thoughts. So, Ed, uh, Ed, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm here, Stephanie. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Hey, can I, uh, let me make two little comments real sure. quick. Hey, I live like a millionaire, but I'm not one. And also, I'm learning from your friend, Stephanie Bryan, mm-hmm. to be a, try to be a little calmer. <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> he, he's real calm, intelligent. So yeah, anyway, I I'm agree. trying to be like Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, so how do you live like a millionaire when you're not one? I want to know this. Well, I just I'm self-employed. I make a little money, and then I just don't care. I don't even work for months. So, what do you? I'm curious. I'm really interested in self-employment, by the way. Like, I really want to know more about this. So, can you tell us like more about what you do for yourself? Well, I'm in. uh, I I do. uh, I'm in the construction business. Mm -hmm. I do floor coatings and a little bit of painting in these factories and stuff around here where I live. But I mainly do concrete uh, coatings. Epoxies, urethane, striping, okay. stuff and does like that, that. But anyway. does that require some kind of contractor license or anything, or do you have that? Uh, well, I really don't want to say. I've never had one. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do this, regardless of whether you need one or not. So, cool. Good on you, Ed. Yeah, yeah they, everybody says you should. I probably should, stuff like that, but I really don't. <laughs> I don't want to get into that right now. Yeah, no no problem, Ed. Well, thanks for sharing. And, and I, that's also, nice I, to know. Can I tell you another little quote, and then you can, Go for it. you can quiz me or whatever. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Einstein. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think about okay. that, Mark? I think that... Uh you know, I, I think that there's I, yeah, I think there's a lot to it. I mean, is that the people with the the creative people that manage to create the things in the world? They're the ones that make themselves wealthy. Um, you know, it's the it's the technical folks that come in and just kind of do the worker bee stuff afterwards. Mm. Interesting. Ed, any more? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, this hardcore testing and stuff you're talking about in the schools. 
Yeah. This is really reformed, you know, it's, uh, as it says here, championed by Bill Gates and ex-DC schools chief Michelle Ray. But you know what Steve Jobs said about uh, Bill Gates? His only problem was he never would do LSD. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Ed. That's very interesting. That'll fix him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, okay, I really want to talk about this. I think this is interesting. eBay has banned the sale of supernatural products. Supernatural products. Yes, including magic spells, potions, and hexes. Okay. Uh, this is from the LA Times by Tiffany Sue. Making a profit on the occult arts, cultivating a loyal customer base for potions, magic spells, and psychic readings. Not on eBay, you're not. In its 2012 fall seller update, the online marketplace said it was banning all sales of supernatural goods and services, exiling its witchy and wizardly clientele to the wilds of Craigslist and other web-based uh, Diagon alleys. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it's it's. I think it's a reference. At the very least, it's reference to Harry Potter. Ah, that's why I don't understand it because I've never read any of the Harry Potter okay. books or seen any of their movies. So that explains it. Among the prohibited items: advice, spells, curses, hexes, conjuring. So I know you no want advice. Yeah, that Life that coaching? seems a little bit strange to me. They're Life banning the sale of advice. <laughs> And advice isn't necessarily an occult product, right? Not necessarily. I mean, no. there's a, but there, palm reading to some extent is advice oriented stuff. Yeah, I guess that does seem a little bit broad. Uh, conjuring magic services, prayers, blessings. So you can't sell your prayers or blessings anymore. Psychic tarot, Reiki, and other metaphysical readings and services, magic potions, and healing sessions. Don't you have to be present for Reiki? Uh, yeah, I suppose you could auction off a Reiki session only to local people or something like that. I suppose if somebody wants to buy it, but you know, uh, I saw, eBay's really about selling things to people far away. Yeah, that was pretty much the whole point. Um, I was one of the early adopters of eBay. I made a boatload of money one summer just selling like old junk around my parents' house on eBay and they would give me, you know, I'd sell it for them. They'd give me a commission and stuff like that. It was really fun and I learned like I, I caught the entrepreneurial bug in a way. But then, you know, over time, eBay kind of changed, right? They bought PayPal and it kind of got different. It's a little tougher to navigate now, but, uh, you know, still thriving. A lot of people make a living on eBay. I sold a car on eBay not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's I'm... a it's a cool concept. But, you know, um, speaking of the Reiki thing, they so Reiki was one of the things that they banned. And for people who don't know, as I understand it, Reiki is like a quote healing energy and like whenever I hear the phrase energy it, it kind of sets off my energy red, red should flags. be something that set off, sets off your energy your... woo flags <laughs> yep and uh, I saw a study once about Reiki on cancer patients right um, so people who are having cancer chemotherapy they were randomized to either get Reiki or fake Reiki in which someone claims to be doing Reiki but just basically waves their hands around and does nothing okay or massage Okay, so massage is, you know, just touching and stuff like that. I'm, I'm convinced massage heals. Go, go ahead. Yeah, the massage did, did help, um, but the fake Reiki and the real Reiki performed the same. I see. And didn't help as much as the massage. So what they're saying there is that it, you know, really, according to this study, Reiki doesn't make any difference. What matters, apparently, is the human contact, right? That someone is there, so were they're they touching both, you, they're were, empathizing with were you. Were they effective? Because was there, was there one, uh, a group of people who didn't get anything? Because that would be the control group, right? 
Yeah, that yeah, that's an important control to do. I don't think there was one. I think the massage was the sort of the best, the gold standard, right? The best mm-hmm. known treatment. Because sometimes in medical studies, they can't. It's not ethical to have a group that has no treatment because they know that um, they're not giving those patients the same quality of care, right? If massage is proven to help with pain relief after cancer treatment, well, you can't not give people that because that's the best known thing, right? Well, somebody yeah. isn't getting massage out there after getting cancer. Sure. So. It's actually kind of common, I think, in hospitals to have massage uh, practitioners for the cancer uh, in the cancer ward. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting if you compare the fake Reiki and the real Reiki, there's no difference. It's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, having never gone to Reiki, Reiki treatments, I did have a massage therapist that claimed that she did it while she was massaging. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Whatever. Sometimes they combine the two. Yeah. yeah. Whatever magic you want to do. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing about massage is that it's not magical. It's based on anatomy and it's a real touch and people go to school for it. As far as I'm concerned, eBay can do what they want with their um, with their business. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if somebody wants to sell magic and somebody wants to buy magic, then those people should be able to do what they want. Yeah, I I agree with that, although. I think that there is a good case. Like, I believe in consumer advocacy, right? I I feel sad when I hear or think that people are buying snake oil and wasting their money and getting their well, hopes snake, up and that it'll oil, heal them and it won't. Okay, snake oil is one thing because snake oil is the suggestion that you can take some kind of uh, nutraceutical or uh, medicine or something like that and get better. And I think that that's a pretty, pretty much a reality, that you can take uh, vitamin C and it will fix your scurvy, yeah, that you can take medicine and fix some kind of, you know, you can take well, an antibiotic. The- and you can fix your infection. Uh-huh. So therefore, what they're doing is they're mimicking these things. They're uh, they're, they're committing fraud. They're making a claim and then yeah. um, you know then then providing you with some kind of medicine and that medicine doesn't work. So medicine can work and snake oil doesn't. Whereas well, there's a spells, placebo effect though, right? We've talked about this on the show before, where people if they believe that this potion will help them. It's mind over matter, right? It's the the healing power of belief or whatever, right? But you have to believe that it works, and it's often not as effective as an actual drug that could cure your disease, right? I I suppose that's true. So spells it, I don't think ever work. So therefore, but could they have a placebo effect? If somebody effect? is a- allowed to buy spells, then they know what they're getting. Uh-huh. They they believe differently than I do, and fine is what I have to say. And I also have another thing phrase that uh, you know to describe their their situation that also begins with the same letter as fine. <laughs> you know, I just don't care. Gotcha. Okay, I want to know: Have you ever purchased a spell on eBay? Like perhaps the big booty spell that they refer to in this article. Does it grow you a big booty? Apparently, it claims to. Get some bunk, junk in the trunk. Junk in the trunk. Badonk donk. Eight five five four fifty freeze our number. This is Free Talk Live, and there's more coming up. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook.
This is Free Talk Live. Stephanie here with you. And Mark. We'd love to hear from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live is a show, of course, where you can bring up anything that's on your mind. We've been talking about this eBay story where they have banned the sale of supernatural products. I think this is really interesting. I mean, it brings up a lot of discussion issues. Mark, I know you also wanted to talk about bitcoins too, so I think we'll we'll try to get to that as well. If we have a ch- if we have a chance, I mean, it may, it may take longer than uh, you know the, the the segment we have left. Sure, and if. You know, if you have thoughts, you can always call us and change the subject, of course. But And that's kind of how Free Talk Live works. You know, we've got 21 hours a week. If something doesn't, if we don't get to something tonight, there's always tomorrow, 7 p. to 10 p. Eastern Time, seven days a week, Free Talk Live. Yeah. So, okay. So the point that I wanted to bring up um, on this eBay story is that uh, when eBay was asked about this, they said that they regularly review the categories and update their policies based on customer feedback. And they said that... Uh, they were discontinuing these metaphysical uh, categories because they often result in issues that can be difficult to resolve. So basically what it sounds like is somebody buys the big booty spell, their booty stays the same size, and they get upset and they want their money back, but the person says, well, I cast a spell for you. What can I do? Yeah, that's all I guarantee is that I cast a spell. The big booty fairies must not have wanted to deliver to you. Maybe you've got bad karma in your mojo. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I could see how that that would be a really uh, difficult thing to to deal with if you're eBay and you're supposed to be this arbiter and it's like, well, what do you do? You kind of have to come down on one side or the other. Do they have faith healing on there too? They did, but they're they've banned it. Okay. Yeah, faith he, healing's banned healing, too. Yeah, healing sessions is one of the things that's been banned. I see. Yeah. And you know, it's but interesting. But you know that faith healing is is the only real healing because it comes from Jesus. The rest of these healing sessions are no, that doesn't work. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy that for a second. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, there are probably a lot of products on eBay that don't work, right? Is eBay responsible for their products, the products being functional well, or doing I what they say they're going to do? Yes. Uh, eBay is not, but I mean, you know, certainly they're the final arbiter in this uh, circumstance. If somebody sells me a cell phone, and I've bought more than one off of eBay, and they advertise that cell phone as being functional and it's not functional, mm-hmm. then I'm But they're gonna... not selling it to you. They're just brokering the transaction between you and a third party. So, But they do claim the to be an be... arbiter at the same time. Mm-hmm. They, they claim that they're going to... I mean, they, they offer a rating system. They're going to you know, yeah. d- do their best to resolve disputes. Do they so, do escrow for, like, for certain items, like a car or something so. like that? No. no. Okay. Gotcha. Now, I mean, basically... You Does set, PayPal set do escrow? Um... I don't think they do. I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe they do an escrow. Not, I've never not had an experience familiar. with that. I mean, of course, I've if bought, you know, you can call us. But I think I've bought a, a more than one car off of eBay, uh-huh. um, at least two cars off of eBay, and in no circumstance did I have to put any money in escrow. I just said, I'm going to buy it. I'll see you this weekend. I came down there with the money. It was what I wanted it to be or not what I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and um you know, and it I, worked out? And it, yeah. In one case, I bought the car. In the other case, I didn't buy the car. Okay. I, I felt that uh, you know it didn't live up to its standard uh, as yeah. it was advertised, and I didn't buy it. Okay. Well, that's an interesting experience. And I didn't get a bad uh, feedback either. So there mm-hmm. you go. Okay. Well, speaking of buying things, I know that we wanted to talk a little bit here about Bitcoins. And there's been some volatility in the Bitcoin market recently, hasn't there, Mark? Yeah. There's been something, you know, and 
you know, on Free Talk Live, I don't want to duck any issues. I'm a fan of Bitcoins. I am Me bullish too. on Bitcoins. And Full disclosure. <laughs> I want to talk to people about Bitcoins. For, for me, frankly, it's the most important topic going around. Currently, so what is a Bitcoin for somebody who has no idea? Bitcoins are an internet currency. Uh, they are digital, peer-to-peer, online, uh, open source money for the internet. They are a math problem that you can transfer back and forth and they are not counterfeitable. Nobody can mess with your account. They can't freeze your account or, um, you know, they, they, nobody can inflate bitcoins. So they're really, they're a new technology and a, a new idea. And I'm really excited about them. And bitcoins had been kind of steadily plodding up, up, up over the past few months, um, you know, from... And then recently they were on a a big rally, weren't they? They gained a few yep. dollars over the course of a couple of days. Yeah, over the course of a couple of days, they went from basically just, you know, from August the 1st, they went from essentially $9 all the way up to $14. And then they fell to you know, 7 50 and now they're back up to, you know, in like eight bucks or something like that. I've got it right here on my phone. Nine thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they've had some volatility over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to people as to why I think that that volatility went on. OK, now this is interesting. So go ahead. Why do you think this happened? There is a and I don't have the name of the website here in front of me, but essentially because it's an unregulated market, people have the ability to do all kinds of different things with bitcoins and that includes Ponzi schemes. Yeah. So, this... <laughs> And there have been a couple of incidents, not just with Ponzi schemes, Mark, but I remember in the past there were a couple of famous hacks, right, where people had a bunch of Bitcoins in an account. Somebody transferred all their Bitcoins out of that account, hacked in somehow, and I only remember security... one, one circumstance where that happened. But... Uh, I can think of at least two. Okay. Yeah. And one was a couple months ago. The other was June of 2011 or something. Are you talking about mybitcoin.com? Because he claimed he was hacked. Okay. And what he did likely was just steal everybody's bitcoins. So he opened a bank, said, hey, I'm a bank. Give me your bitcoins. (laughs) And people gave them the the bitcoins, including myself. And then uh, he took them all. Well, yeah. How are you going to know about that? It's really tough. It's a new technology. Just don't keep them there. Keep them, uh, you know, safe on your your computer. drive. But people, you know, keep a lot of things online, yeah. and you know, bitcoins. You you could do that. There, there's certainly all there's all the other banks are still there. Now, I don't think they're just waiting around to take your bitcoins, but they could. And that's the reason I don't keep my bitcoins in any online accounts. I keep them in a computer, safe. Yeah. Uh, you know, encoded and and you know, under a password, and you, they can't be they can't be hacked. It's impossible. Right. They can't take them from me. So, um, and I'm. You know, maybe maybe somebody somewhere could figure out how to do it, but I don't know how they could. And in that's in that circumstance, that guy would begin to fear for his life. Because another thing about bitcoins is because they're an anonymous currency, somebody could hire a hitman to go after that guy. So that guy then returned half of everybody's bitcoins. And I don't know if that's the circumstance you're talking about, but that's what I thought it there, was. There was um a site called Bitcoinia that was okay. hacked. Uh, that was a different one from my okay. bitcoins. Uh, and there's been a couple of other ones, too. All right. So I only remember one hack, but it, it could very well be uh, more than one. Certainly, there have yeah. been some hacks out there. And as Bitcoins get more and more valuable, there's going to be more and more hacks. And you have to have figure better, better ways to keep uh, your money. Sure. In this case, this isn't a hack. This is pe- dumb people being separated from their Bitcoins. And <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to tell you that, you know, that as, as I understand the circumstance, this is a Ponzi scheme where a guy was offering interest for you keeping Bitcoins with him, and he was giving 6% per month 
I thought it was a week. Oh, is it a week? Yeah, that's right. Six per, per percent week, a week. Yeah, per week. Now tell me where. In what free market you're going to get six percent return on anything per hey, week? Hey, you might be tempted to believe it if you really wanted to, right? I guess. It why would like anybody they were, pay it? It seemed like they were really going up for a while. Why would anybody give you six percent per week? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I mean, when they can get a loan for significantly lower, when you're talking about going to the bank right now, getting a home equity loan for two point five percent a year, yeah. why would anybody give you six percent for anything a week? Yeah, unless it's too good to be true. Well, which in unless they're a very bad risk, in <laughs> which case you should not be giving them anonymously your bitcoins. Yeah, so it's uh, pretty basic. There's a lot of volatility around this. A lot of people are upset. This guy had more than a half of a million bitcoins. Bitcoins are worth ten dollars a piece. This guy had five million dollars worth of bitcoins, and yeah. you know he had a full five percent of the bitcoins on the planet. That's huge. That we're in existence. I guess planet isn't really the right term. Um, In existence. So, yeah, there's some volatility going on in the Bitcoin marketplace. So, wait, what happened with this Ponzi scheme? It fell apart? It looks like he's closing his shop and... He's uh, refunding? He's claiming that he's going to refund people's money, but he was a little late the last refund, and people are skeptical he's going to be able to refund on this one. And, you know... I don't know whether he's going to be able to refund or not. Mm-hmm. And once again, I, you know, co- color me completely unconcerned. If you, <laughs> you know, I, I don't care wow. if people who go to the races win um, with their horse. You know, I want the best I'm, for my friends. I'm curious here in the remaining moments of the show, has anyone been involved in this scheme? I like, I'd like to hear from somebody who had their Bitcoins in it. Maybe our listeners are too informed to fall for this, but. I'm curious. We do have a frugal bunch that yeah. uh, tends to tends to listen to. <laughs> hey, Free there's Talk nothing Live. wrong with that. I don't know how they're going to get in in the last moments of the show, but you know, you know I would I'm, be interested uh, even in even in tomorrow's show whether or not they manage to you know, sure thing. get involved. Lots of people are going to be listening See, to this on the podcast. When it came too. to mybitcoin.com, all it was is a bank. A bank opened up. People, banks are a common concept. You're not catching, you know, the it, it's not the the short hustle. This yep. was a hustle. Yeah. And if you fell for the obvious hustle, then you know, I'm sorry. I also heard someone unloaded a bunch of bitcoins when they were up around $13. That could have caused some change, too. But Oh, sure. Hey, we're out of time. It's Free Talk Live. FreeTalkLive.com is the website. It's been Stephanie. And Mark. And thanks for joining us tonight. Have a great evening. We'll be back tomorrow.